Oh no, I forgot to think about a cool intro. Now we're just going to have a lame intro where I tell people that I forgot about the intro. Well, I forgot about the intro too, so what are we going to do, Daniel? <laughs> hey Dave, it's wonderful to hear you. How are you? I'm good, I'm good, thanks Daniel. Yeah, that's uh, a semi-sort of sunny-ish day here in Wellington. We're heading into autumn now, mm -hmm. actually, so for yeah, people in the Northern Hemisphere, I am upside down to you all uh, down here in New Zealand, but uh, yeah, no, we're, we're all good here. How about yourself? Fantastic. Yeah, I was a bit under the weather last week. Um, yeah. But that has passed, so that's very, very nice. Um, and I'm full of uh, motivation, and I, as I assume the weather is kind of <laughs> similar to yours right now because we're just heading into spring here. Yeah. Yeah, so we're in that strange sort of like fairly equal point between the, the major seasons. Which is also kind of nice, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, the weather was the weather was really sunny today, and it was like, oh, awesome! I'm gonna visit Lisa, and we're gonna like just you know like talk strategy and whatever, and everything that has not to do with code. Basically, we we meet up once a week or so. Yeah, and so I was like, oh, I'm gonna take the bike. This is gonna mm -hmm. be the first time post COVID that I'm gonna take the bike, bike, and actually be able to like use it properly. Yeah. And it was amazing to to bike there, um, but on the on the way back, I got like, like there was just like a huge rainstorm. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so That's my plans. I, I got a tiny bit wet and um, had to had to hit the shower. Oh, well, happens to us all, you know. You head out, you think it's great, and then boom rain that definitely happens a lot here in welly it changes yeah I get the, that. The, the stereotype is four seasons in one day and yeah we definitely have that other than that um today i actually listened to an old episode of ours oh. which was the episode that aired on march 15 uh 2022 just uh just about a year ago wow um and i listened to that because i in that episode i was talking about product hunt Yes. And today, right now, was the day that I put telemetry deck on Product Hunt again, because you're allowed to do that every, I want to say, six months, maybe. I'm not sure. Less okay. than a year, anyway. Yep. And they encourage you to put the products back onto Product Hunt when new, when a new version comes out or when a, like a significant feature is coming out. So I was like, hey, I'm going to put the funnels feature on Product Hunt. Because mm -hmm. it's it's really major. Also, we have various other ways of um, displaying data now. We have the filter editor, which, which wasn't in there, and, and which is a pretty significant improvement. And we have the new charts, which look way better and can display more kinds of data. So I was like, okay, <clears throat> let me um, let me listen back to the to the old podcast because I remember back in that episode, I thought about I, I listed all the things that i wished i had done differently yes and so i was like okay i'm not going to repeat the same mistakes so what i did was like i created the the launch which is uh which the first thing you do is you enter a url for the product mm 
So add, add it like telemetrydeck.com. Oh, very nice. Okay, cool. And then you are, you can enter a title and whatever. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to listen back to that episode now before I do anything else. Um, yeah. And it turns out in that episode, the main two things that I regretted doing or not doing was, first of all, I regretted not linking to the registration page instead of the home page. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? The one thing was that I already had entered and that is not that you're not able to change easily. Oof. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, no matter. Uh, and the other thing that I had heard is that I'm, I'm supposed to link to the front page of Product Hunt and then ask yep. people to look for the product and then ask people to find the product and then upvote it because apparently that counts more. Yes. So that is what I did. Like I had prepared a, um, I had prepared a newsletter. I had prepared various uh, tweets and Mastodon posts and LinkedIn posts and posts to various slacks that I'm in. Um, if you have experienced the full might of the telemetry mark, telemetry deck marketing machine today, I am sorry if, if, if it was spammy. I hope it wasn't, but I was pretty sure it was, it was borderline spammy. Um, so I had prepared all that. And then this, for me this morning, basically midnight, uh, Pacific time, I click the various buttons that started the whole thing. And one thing that happened was that the, the post didn't appear on the product hunt homepage. Oh no. Um, I, 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 I kind of frantically Googled the thing and apparently like some, secret algorithm decides whether whether you get on on the homepage at all now uh, and that's that's a new thing or at least i had i had never experienced that yeah um so for the first 2 hours or so um there was like it, it, all the all the calls to action that i had sent, sent to people which were like oh go to productcom and then scroll down until you see telemetry or use the search function to get telemetry deck, both of these didn't work because, <laughs> because neither of like the front page didn't contain telemetry deck, but also the search um, would only show telemetry deck if you searched it and then clicked advanced and then clicked on, uh, I don't know, show everything or whatever. Ouch. Um, so that was really disappointing. And then the other thing that was really disappointing, um, it, it, in the end, we kind of appeared on the front page after, I want to say like two hours, two and a half hours, maybe. Yeah, uh, but by then the other the other products on that thing had uh, had quite the head start, and um, yeah, we didn't really get the upvotes to really get above the fold on that page. Uh, it's still running, but I'm not expecting too much. Um, it was a bit of a disappointment, to, um, I have to say, but also it kind of shows me that maybe Product Hunt isn't the way to go anymore for uh telemetry deck or similar products like mm -hmm. um tools that uh aim at a developer market or an app maker market that's probably not the right the right audience there um possibly there were about six to eight uh different apps that used chat gpt to generate text but one of them Used it to generate answers to tweets. The another another one used it used ChatGPT to automatically answer questions on your product hunt page for your product <laughs> product. There was one that was ChatGPT on your watch. There was one that was ChatGPT and in in WhatsApp. Oh I want to say so a lot of variety so, then. 
So these were all um, above us. They had way more upvotes. <laughs> yeah. And I am, uh, as we already talked about, it, I, I'm like, I, I kind of like um, these these new chatbots, even though there's a lot of interesting legal debate and ethical yep. debate about them yep. or whatever. But I think it's they're, they're interesting technology, and I'm, I wouldn't, I won't rule out, for example, building um, ChatGPT functionality into one of my products either. But come on, this is not <laughs> this is not very um ah uh, this is not very interesting to look at really. It's not very diverse, is it, in terms yeah. of uh, idea or approach? Um, yeah, so, yeah, I agree um, with you. I'm, I may use it too at some point. Uh, it was it was a fun experience, and I did make really nice screenshots that I'm going to use for other purposes as well. And I did make a really like a really nice uh, YouTube video as of like product demo, demo thing that I'm really proud of because um, it kind of looks pretty good. So I'm gonna Sweet. I'm gonna use that as well. We can I can even link it in the show notes. Yeah, definitely. Um, other than that, I am really really happy about uh, all the cool, amazing customers and friends of the of the product because they were retweeting and reposting the thing uh, all the time. It was really really cool. Uh, so cool. even if we didn't didn't get didn't get too far up on on the homepage of Product Hunt, it was it was really amazing to see all these amazing people, and yeah, so I'm really happy about that. Well, that's fun. That that I mean, yeah, Product Hunt itself may not be the exact right place, but that effect of having everybody, like you say, retweeting, posting, all the rest of it. The effect of actually pulling together your marketing material to just, you know, blitz a bunch of places uh, all on the same day, right? All about the new features that you've launched over mm-hmm. the, over the last month. Um, that's got value regardless of product hunt. To be honest, that, oh, that, yeah, that is. So I think it's still got its use in terms of um, organizing yourself to then have a thing where you are kicking it off. You know, I think Product Hunt has a a use for anybody in that sense. But I think it's fair to say, like you're kind of uh, alluding to really, it's perhaps not the be-all and end-all for launching a, a, a product or an update about a product. Which, in the same way as it totally might have fine. been. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like maybe... You know, three or four years ago, it might have been a different story in some ways mm. in terms of what product on was. It seems to be shifting. Yeah, I think but, so too. Uh, like just comparing, like basically the last, like this year, last year, and the year before, uh, I did product hunt launches, and actually a year before, before that too, but for a different product. And um, basically, the number of signups that I got from product hunts kept decreasing, even though the number of votes or upvotes that my products got kept increasing. Um, yeah. So yeah, maybe, maybe there's just not another correct fit. So I think, uh, Hey, future Daniel, if you listen to this episode in a year, <laughs> I think from now on, uh, how I'm going to use product hunt is we already do these, these marketing releases, right? Where we, um, where we finish, where we put together all the important features of the last weeks or so or months. And just have one blog post that explains, hey, we have filters now and we have funnels now and whatever. Um, yeah. And I think uh, I'm just going to take those, this kind, this kind of content and going to content and put that on Product Hunt every now and then um, whenever they're um, 
as often as they allow. But yes. it's going to be less of a focused effort onto content, um, onto product hunt, and it's going to be more of a hey. Uh, this is these are our new features, and we're gonna inform the people of Product Hunt about that, but also the people who subscribe to our blog, and yeah. the people who are on Reddit and whatever. That makes sense, and then it becomes a, a syndication of mm-hmm. marketing material you were putting out anyway. Yeah, and I think that's that's a good place to be in a sense of your your expectations for what it will give you are are low, uh, but the the effect of of it in aggregate with everything else is still probably potentially quite powerful. I, I think just getting people to signal boost and, and having something to rally around is, is a good thing, you know, like, so mm-hmm. rather than it being on product hunts front page, it's the uh, people, you know, are talking about it and tweeting and posting to Mastodon about it and all that sort of thing. I think that's got a lot of value because what you're doing there is you're, you're getting your um, your users, your engaged audience, to to signal boost you, and probably around the edges of that, talk about what they love about Telemetry Deck. Oh yeah, and also what they like. What are stumbling stones? Like I already, I, I've seen like at least five discussions of things that people love about telemetry deck and at least three uh, about things where like they are confused by the user interface. And usually right. it was like one person was like, Hey, I'm confused by the user interface here. And then four other people would be like, Hey, I have used this and this is how you would use it. So that was amazing. So apparently we have very, I mean, we have very loyal and, and helpful users, which is really awesome, but it's also really, really helpful to see these because then we know, Oh, okay, we should work on that UI. Yes. Like, but for also, example, Apollo creator Christian Selig to, uh, was posting that he doesn't understand what top end means. And in my mind, this phrase, this this label makes so much sense. But now that I think about it, it's um, it's an abbreviation of an abbreviation. Right. And I totally, I totally get that. No one else, no one that isn't me will completely understand what this means. So there's going to be some explanation and better UI there. That's cool. That's really cool. Like, you, yeah, you're getting product feedback as well. Mm-hmm. And I think what was interesting to me there is like you're describing something where people um, may have some difficulty, but then several other people coming in and helping them. What that tells me is that, yeah, you may have some friction there and some extra work to explain what that bit does, but not to everybody. Yeah. And so that means you've not entirely missed the mark. This is a small tweak. You know, this is a, uh, yeah, 50% get it, 50% don't. Okay, well, let's explain it to the rest and find a middle ground. Um, but that's cool. That, that that means that it's the right thing, just perhaps needs a, a better explanation. That's not a bad place to be totally yeah and so i am i am pretty happy with how the day went even though um it didn't it didn't go the way that i was expecting expecting to i learned a lot and it was really helpful also i ate sushi with lisa and that was really nice <laughs> celebratory sushi i think yeah. for all of these these new features the funnels are looking great just to say i've, I've had a bit oh, of a look thank you very this. much it's awesome yeah, so uh, anybody who I, I was going to say anybody who's listened to the show for a while will know it's something I was after, but I'm not sure they will because I don't know if we've mentioned it on the show over the last year. 
but funnels were definitely something sort of last uh, May time, I want to say. I was really, really looking forward to, and I knew you were kind of laying down the groundwork that was leading towards this. So, mm. you know, for my, to me, I, I followed the development of this and the progression of this, and I'm really, really pleased to see it's now out there and in the wild. It's, it's awesome stuff, mate. It took way longer to get there than I thought it would. But on the other hand, the groundwork, as you say, was really like, I'm really happy that we did lay the groundwork because all the things that we did um, make it really easy or way easier now to add additional features um, that yeah. um, we have all this, this vocabulary in the query language now that allows us, for example, the intersections um, we have that. And as a, um, as, as a, as a verb basically in the, in the query language now, and yeah. with that, it, it makes it really easy to um, to do A/B testing kind of queries, for example. Yes. So we just and I'm I'm doing I'm doing air quotes here, but I just have to write a UI uh, for um, for A/B testing, and then some some parts of the of the query translation code, and then we'll have um, some form of rudimentary A/B testing. That's super cool. So yeah, it's not just enabled funnels, it's enabling all this other stuff. Uh, I mean, for me, uh, I, I look and I, I, I understand, you know, like the steps it's taken to, to pull together. Uh, I'm just super glad to see it. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the killer feature, if you like. Um, yeah, nice one. Well done, mate. Cheers. Yeah, how are how how are things on your side? Oh, on my side, things are uh, well. Again, it's another up- update about two test DK. I guess it's really uh, taken me in over the last few weeks. Um, it's also fair to say I've probably not had as much time as I would like for for developing on Go VJ and uh, the other app I'm pulling together at the moment. But uh, two test DK has been chugging along. We've had. Um, People have made PRs. We've done a bunch more releases. And last Sunday, I sat down and decided to create something that had been on my mind for a little while with the SDK. So when we when we make a release, uh, it's dead easy with GitHub. We can just, you know, um, go to the releases page, <laughs> make a new release there and tag it. Uh, no uh, signing, no review. You're not waiting for a review, actually. No, no, exactly. And that definitely Neither am appeals. I yeah. Uh, but um, no, we go to the, the, the releases page, make a new release. I hit generate notes. GitHub pulls everything out of the PRs. And that's kind of good enough for us. So what's been happening is, is we do that. We make a new release, um, add it to the discussions page on, on GitHub itself. And then I manually go through and I make a toot on the two test DK account mm-hmm. to advertise it. And what I will also do at that point, or Constantin, right? My, my co-maintainer, I, either of us do this. Um, but we will make a post where uh, we will try and get people's uh, Fediverse accounts and tag them. And so, as you might imagine, we've got a GitHub username. We may or may not know who that is, and they may or may not have their uh, Mastodon or a Fediverse link 
in their socials on their GitHub profile. And so it takes me a minute to sort of go and find all of this, pull it together and update to make a message. And mm-hmm. it's been bugging me because what typically happens is we'll make a release and I forget to make the toot. Right, so <laughs> point blank, there's a thing I want to do and I, yeah. I I forget to do it. So Sunday I automated this, and and it was a case of pulling together a, a Swift package, uh, making a command line app because I wanted to be able to also run this on Linux and to have it kick off via a GitHub action ultimately. Mm-hmm. So you see the plan here; it's going to yeah. automate the post. We make the release. And I walk away and it's done. So, yeah, Sunday I laid down the groundwork for that. Um, and then a few days later, after it had been through approval from from Constantine and everyone else, uh, I've pulled it together, set up the action, I had to swear a little bit at GitHub and <laughs> actions because I got things wrong. <laughs> um, and then a little bit of that later. And then last night, uh, it made the first automated post using that. So fantastic! Yeah, I mean it's it's uh, not necessarily that much of a big deal, but it's nice because it dog foods the the SDK. You know, like it's using the SDK to post about the SDK, and yeah, that's that, re- that that's really good. Fun. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is is the the um, tagging people kind of worked on the first go with that first post i'm I'm quite happy about that Mm -hmm. we need to modify it slightly at the moment it's only working for mastodon people and if you are on the fediverse with anything else like pleroma for example and you've linked that in your github profile then we're going to miss it and that's probably a couple of small tweaks and then we can update it to to pick anything up there that sort of corresponds to a fediverse account the other thing is, is this is happening without people's opt-in at the moment. So it's something we're going to need to advertise and sort of say, hey, you know, you contribute to the SDK. We're probably going to toot about you. Uh, and if people are adverse to that, then they can block the toot SDK account. And that will be a method of um, avoiding being in that uh, that tagging. Yeah, that's a so, good idea. Yeah, there needs to be a matter of, of consent and opt-out or, or whatever for that. Um, I think it's going to have to be implicit opt-in because I can't really see a way of asking people before the, we we do it all. Maybe advertise it on the uh, the template for making a PR. Yeah, that's what um, it was, that was going to say. Like, just, just in, yeah. you, make the, you have a template there, just make a checkbox that says, hey. Yeah. So... Yeah, I think uh, anyway this is this has come together. Um it's come together reasonably well and it's a nice proof of uh this is a, another way you can use to test DK, right? It's 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 a client, you can give it your instance, you can give it a token to use as a user and then it can go and do things on your behalf. So posting back to the Fediverse and mm-hmm. I think that's that's pretty useful like uh, there's a whole bunch of other um, things that you could use this for, like even even all the way down to um, if we have builds that fail, we could rig this up so that it posts a direct message back to us um, to just say, hey, you know what, you, your automated build has failed. And that might be 
something that people want. That's certainly something I would then see probably above most other notifications at the moment in terms of how I'm using um, apps like Ivory to to interact with my Mastodon account. So, yeah, it's it's kind of nice. We've we've built this. We've made it work with Linux, macOS, and iOS, uh, and it can then be edited, played around with. It's malleable to just do what you want with. And that was ultimately one of the key goals of the SDK. So, yeah, I'm I'm really stoked about that. Um, there's been more. If I look down the release, I can sort of talk to the fact we've, um, we've updated a core part of how the SDK works. So if you've built a regular sort of timeline app, using Toot SDK. We have a concept of um, of what we've kind of called streams. And all a stream is, is it is a an async sequence, effectively, of a type of data. And so if you want to um, get posts from a user's home timeline, for example, you know, you've just signed in, you want to see their, their main timeline, um, you can opt into a stream of of the timeline and that will then give you posts as that timeline is refreshed and it will actually uh it's controllable you can tell it where to start off right so you can say hey this is the last id that um i had in a post for example when i logged in yesterday uh, and you can set everything up to then start retrieving the timeline from that that point where you left off for example and it's useful because it lets you get going really quickly. You can articulate, I want to opt into this timeline or another one. So there's there's a, an enumeration for representing the timelines. So you've got things like the user's home timeline, they're local, they're federated. And then we have timelines for things like if you wanted to um, opt into viewing a hashtag, for example, or viewing a user's favorites, bookmarks. We've, we've got streams for these things. And it's a really nice way of working because of that that, that async sequence um, side of things. Oh, yeah. Streams are, like, really, really nice. Yeah. So I think um, the reason I wanted to sort of speak to this is just because the changes we've made have, have kind of come in collaboration with the community. Um, a guy called Dale Price raised a a PR a few weeks ago and we sort of went round and round on, on the approach, moved it out to the discussion section and between the discussion on his original PR and the discussion in the discussions, my thinking around how we could update this and make this work, uh, kind of coalesced. Uh, and on Sunday I sort of put up a draft and, um, and we went from there in terms of being able to land it. So I've been really, really pleased with this sort of community way of working with the project i think it's working nicely in terms of of getting ideas from you know people other than myself and other than constantin that's that's always like a really really positive thing for a project like this and the other thing i'm really pleased about is it let me delete a whole bunch of other code and refactor things in a nice way and that's that's always super satisfying right we were able to to kill a bunch of sort of extraneous um, functions that sit on the main client and consolidate them into just a single timeline function. And that, that's that been 
nice to have. It sounds really basic, but it's it's been nice to just take a step back, get this to a nicer state, uh, and then as we go forwards with this, we've now got this this approach that we can sort of repurpose for any other type of timeline that we've got as well. So it's a nice a nice bit of glue. You know, you just add another enumeration, uh, give it a uh, struct to describe the parameters that you want to query with, and off it goes. That is so, really nice, especially since um, I've I've only dabbled in in the code base for two SDK. But what whenever I seen something, it was always so well. Um, I want to say layered. Like there's like really low level functions, and there are these mid level functions, and then just putting those together in a smart way gives you like various high level functions. And I was missing one functionality. I kind of forgot, forgot what it is right now. Right now. And yeah. it was so incredibly easy to put together a PR because all the building blocks were there. Um, and I just had to put them together in a user friendly function, basically. Um, so that was really cool. Uh, so congratulations on really hitting a very good point of abstraction or level of abstraction. Thank you. That's definitely been a goal. And, and that, as you described it, the ability for people to just jump on, have a look, find where they would add the bit that they want. That was definitely part of the, the design goals and things that we had at the beginning of this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the goal is always to make it really easy for people to, to work with us and to add things to it. And then by doing that, that lightens the load for everybody. Right. And that's, that is the key goal. Uh, I mean, to anybody who's worked in open source packages and this sort of thing before, it's probably really super like, well, you know, duh, of course it works like that. Duh. That's part of what we do. Yeah. Uh, to me, having worked, you know, just on, on private code bases for most of my professional life, uh, this felt like a bit of a putting myself out there kind of moment. And it has been just super nice to have that be rewarding and fun. You know, and 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 I I think I just underestimated the fun side of it as well. So it's, it's it's been really cool to sort of have. You know, I wake up, I get an email, and there's a a PR or somebody asking about X, Y, or Z, and then within a, within a day or two, it's usually done. Like that's that's fun. It uh, is fun. I mean, I very much get it uh, because I have a lot of similar fun with with my project basically yeah and and i think i don't know whether the show's the right place to sort of talk this through or not it probably is um but i think we're among friends here right yeah 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 so what is obviously shifting in me here is that this is taking over a lot of my headspace and pushing out some of the other things that i've been working on in the past like i mean go vj is still my main app i'm still updating it uh, that's that's not in question. There's a bunch of stuff I want it to do, and I have fun when I'm doing it. But if I think about my plans for this year and the sort of apps I thought I was going to be be perhaps working on, everything is starting to coalesce around this. And so there's there's kind of two routes that I could see my my sort of solo project side project work taking over this next year. Uh, one is that I definitely want to sort of keep pulling together this photo and videos app that I've been working on. That that is that's been part of the reason for building two to SDK in the first place. 
and so that that that's a going concern and hopefully i will have more to update on about that over the next month or two uh but the other thing that is kind of becoming apparent to me is i I could see myself building a client like a full-blown uh you know twitter competitor client as it were that that level of thing Uh, and that is something I hadn't necessarily predicted. Like I wanted to make the two SDK. Uh, I wanted to make the SDK to support the photos app, but I kind of figured I would leave the, the main client app stuff to other people, right? It's a saturated market, blah, blah, blah. Uh, <laughs> like it seemed logical to not do that. Um, but the more we get into the SDK, the more I'm getting ideas around, well, this is how I would approach that. And, this is how I would approach, you know, making a post and adding images and adding alt text. And, you know, the more I think about those edges and those problems, the more I'm thinking, well, this is how I would like to solve my my general timeline experience rather than just solving it for, for the Photos app. So, yeah, watch this space, I, I guess. I'm really kind of cool. getting sucked in. <laughs> and regarding your year, I mean... The, a lot has changed. So, of course, um, because the situation in the, of course, in the world, but also in our tech world has significantly changed with um, yes. the implosion of Twitter and stuff like that. So it makes total sense that suddenly the focus is also shifting, especially, um, and with Mastodon suddenly being a pretty important place, at least for developers and stuff like that. Um, it makes all the sense to 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 be there and to work yep. on something that supports that. And I mean, it's not only. Of course, you're not. You're not. Maybe if you're just a cold, calculating capitalist who's thinks of nothing <laughs> but return on investment, then I'm 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 thinking you could probably find an even better project to work on. Uh, yes. But that's not what you do, right? You do this to decompress, to have fun, to learn, yes, to support a community. And I think it's a really good project for that. And also it fits with kind of my mental model where uh, I will work on parts or projects. And then when I kind of lose interest in them, my, or my, my remedy against losing interest in projects is, uh, Project, project switching, like switching to a different product for a while or project for a while before the first one gets uninteresting and boring and I, I, yes. I begin to resent it. So that's kind of what you're doing, right? You're, um, you have GoVJ, you have the audio, uh, you have the, the photo and video app and you have two yep. SDK and you're kind of switching between them to keep stuff interesting, to follow the dopamine and. Yes. Excuse me. And I think that's awesome. And I think that's what you should do. I do the same thing with kind of like, you know, telemetry front, telemetry deck front and telemetry deck and telemetry deck documentation. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, I think it's a good way of keeping interest. And, uh, ever since I stopped resisting that kind of pull, um, where my brain just wants to work on something, something different for a while. Um, I have been more productive and happier as a developer. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that because you're not kind of artificially shooting yourself into shooting. Oh, I love that. Yeah. 
<laughs> because that's what it feels like, right? You know, you sort of end up thinking, well, I should be working on that. I should be doing X. And then you kind of resent that. And well, I do anyway. I sort of start to rebel against that, that kind of vibe. Uh, yeah, I get that. And especially if it's a side project, it should, it should be fun. Like, so that's yeah. the shooting that you're aiming for. And if it's not fun, if it's just a chore, then, then why should you pour, pour your free time into that? Yes. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think that's, it's a perspective that I, I definitely wanted to share on the show, I guess, because, uh, yeah, we talk generally about our projects. The show has an angle of talking about indie apps, and I'm aware that the more I talk about the the SDK, the sort of less I'm talking about indie apps. It kind of comes full circle. It kind of comes back round uh, because of, of how I'm going to use it. But um, I think it's important to reflect that, yeah, side projects can go a number of different ways. They can just be for fun. They can be for just the sheer hell of it. You know, I just wanted this thing to exist. Uh, and obviously they can become other things. They can take on form and become a, a source of income and I guess eventually become like a job or however you want to frame it and treat it. And that's okay. And I think it is okay to start down a direction and then pull in a slightly different direction for a time as well. Like not everything is. it has to be all about I'm going to get to, I don't know, 10,000 monthly rolling revenue in US dollars right. in six months. You know, not everything has to be about that sort of hustle. And I have the benefit here, right? I have the privilege, if you like, of I've got a, a, a full-time day job that I enjoy very much. You know, my side projects are therefore uh, not required to pay the bills. And so it's a different lens. It's a different lens on what I'm doing versus perhaps somebody who's you know living the the noodles ramen life and trying to bootstrap their way into a, a, a an income um i don't really know what i'm trying to say here other than i'm feeling the the ebb and flow of all of this and i'm kind of just enjoying the idea of just going with that flow yeah totally and that's i think that's the way to go to yeah yeah, for sure. And and so I think if I think about how, how we talk on the show and the way I've talked about projects in the past, I know I referred to my, my project Magnum, which has kind of died a bit of a death over the last six months. <laughs> um, it's, it's not, it's still lurking, but it's kind of like the idea that is going to keep haunting me until one day Apple releases glasses and Sherlock's me. I guess it's an AR based, um, idea. Um, but yeah, I think I'm just making no grand promises about exactly what I'm releasing this year. Other than I think that's going to be related to the SDK. It's going to be in the Fediverse space. Uh, and that hopefully it's going to be fun. Yes. <laughs> that's the, and also that's the it's promise. an important space, as I said, as I said before, and who knows how much you're multiplying, how much, who knows uh, you, you, right now, you can't even, um, um, find out, like, fathom, fathom, that's the word I was, I was thinking about, yeah. uh, the amount of influence you have and the amount of multiplication you're basically giving to other developers of Mastodon apps. And of course, many of the currently, um, 
currently famous or popular Mastodon apps have been started before you, you and Constantine started working on Tude SDK. So they don't yep. use it. But there's another, another cohort, I want to say, of um, Mastodon apps coming or Fediverse apps coming, and they can build on that. And so yes. and every, every piece of, every bit of work that you can get off their shoulders, they can put that into amazing user interfaces. They can put that into uh, wonderful interactions and stuff like that. So that's yes. really, really valuable. And you're doing the whole community a, a, a big service. Like, um, who knows? Maybe the next version of the Mastodon, of, of the official Mastodon app was going to use 2DSDK. Have you, have you <laughs> talked to Eugen? Like, does he actually know that you're you're doing a thing? I'm I'm really unsure to be honest with you. I think we <laughs> we we would need um we would need to be a bit more complete than we are at the moment before that could happen. Uh but there's no reason why not, right? It's mm -hmm. a and actually that's open source as well, so that could be something somebody could could take on, you know, like can I take the shell of what we've got there and rebuild it around this or not? I'd need to double check some of the the I can't remember if this app, like the the main Mastodon app, is a React based thing or not. I know Pixel Feds is, so in that sense, we probably wouldn't be able to just put the SDK in. Um, but for anything that is iOS native, yeah, absolutely, it could be rewired against uh, two SDK, and um, that that could be a fun project for somebody that wants to take it on. Uh, I think I would, yeah, in terms of where my own headspace is going, I, I'm going to be looking at doing something more greenfield mm -hmm. um, as, as stuff goes on. But um, th again, that is part of the beauty of what the SDK offers, right? It can just be dropped in. It can be used as a replacement if if desired. There were a bunch of other frameworks a few years ago um, that were potentials for this sort of space, and I think some of them have, have died off. Um, so projects that used to use those could then also switch to using Toots SDK in time. I think that could be quite good. Totally. So, yeah. Anyway, all about the tooting. That's, that seems to be me. <laughs> One of a better phrase. <laughs> um, and I'm really enjoying it. Like this is a project that's just sucked me in over the last few months and seems to keep rewarding me. So, I'm just going to lean into it, I think. Do that, do that. I, I wholeheartedly support it. I did open a, an, an issue where I mm -hmm. suggested a change that I wanted to do to the project. And then I completely got sucked into my own work again, so I didn't <laughs> do anything about it. But I really want to want to continue do, doing that. Um, basically, what I wanted to do was write a server app that will kind of try in, in at least in my followers and my followers followers just like look for mentions of telemetry deck and just alert me to those so i can react can react to those yeah um and i did write that and then it um had various behaviors that were annoying people like i got at least one um I, I didn't even know that. Like when on when on Mastodon, re, you report a user account to your admin for for blocking. Yes, uh, you can optionally forward automatically forward that that um, 
that report also to the admin of the server of the user you're reporting. So yes. I got a um, a report from a user that felt har harassed by uh, the this automatic process, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, oh no!" So I killed it. Uh, yes. And um, I apologized to the admin and told them, hey, uh, I got this and I'm really sorry about it. And I didn't want to be a bad Fediverse citizen. So I'm going to remove this for now. Yes. And uh, if this thing gets goes back online, then it will have to be more well behaved and there will, will have to be more checks and stuff like that because I don't want to be a bad Fediverse citizen. No, no, that's fair enough. And that that's actually a uh, a nice example of the this, this sort of system, if you like, that the Fediverse has mm -hmm. of, of working, right? That you, you were unaware that you'd uh, upset that person in that way. They reported it to their admin. You were flagged. That then let you take other action and sort it out. Like these things don't necessarily need to be a big deal. Yeah. And then um, doesn't necessarily need to be a big pile on or, or whatever in terms of the, the sort of discourse when, when things happen like this. And that's a nice example, I think of, of it sort of just working. You were able to course correct. Um, and now you've got ideas about doing it a slightly different way. And that's, that's positive. Uh, I think, you know, sometimes things can, can lean the other way and, and get blown out of proportion. Um, but by and large, I think a lot of people are in the space just to, just to talk, you know, um, and to enjoy the conversations that they have. And so, you know, it's, it's cool that stuff can be resolved nicely and easily. Um, but also really cool. Let's say that you're able to spin something up and get it working and get it doing that. I mean, yeah. Okay. That person didn't, didn't like it, but it was offering value to you in terms of being able to, to be amongst the conversation about this sort of stuff. Yeah, um, and, and I was really happy that this person kind of reported it and clicked the checkbox that says I also informed the main the the remote admin about this because mm -hmm. that allowed me to actually hear this and do something about it because yeah um yeah I um assume good intentions you know and I mm -hmm. had good intentions so I was able to course correct and apologize which was re really good oh, that's cool and and. Uh yeah, you'll be able to pick that code back up and give it another go later on. The SDK is still in flux, um, so some things may be broken. Uh, we're not at 1.0 yet, but um, and when we are, we will be more considerate about deprecating things and, and moving things around, right? That's, uh, that's the goal is 1.0 marks, a bit of a lock-in on that sort of stuff. Um, but I reckon you can probably just run what you had today and it's going to just work for the most part. So that's, that's cool as well. Like, um, yeah, you've got a base to, to edit, um, and to play with. Yeah. It's really nice. All right. I think I need to go now. And I also know that you have, uh, you have a full day ahead of you. I do. Um, yeah. I was going to, tell you all about like i was i was going to info dump so hard about kerbal space program 2 which has <laughs> basically stolen any free time outside of work that um that i've that i've uh, i have available ever um but i'm gonna just gonna have to <laughs> have to tell you about this next time that's fine it's absolutely fine we'll catch up about kerbals um 
I reckon I've got an idea or two. Maybe you can, uh, can you, can you do any automation with Kerbals? Can we link up what you play with to an account and use the SDK? Or is that just a huh. bit, bit of a stretch? I mean, I mean, uh, KSP one, definitely. Yep. Um, the second one doesn't have official mods because like the second one, like first one has so many mods and they yes. are like really, really in-depth mods that allow you a level of automation that is basically akin to whatever you can do in the actual space industry. Uh, <laughs> the second one is definitely not as far. Um, I could probably, um, I am every now, every now and then I am streaming on Twitch, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, not so much recently because... Uh, the game is ca- currently very buggy, so it involves a lot of like trying stuff and then just restarting the whole game and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's actually not as isn't as interesting to look at. Uh-huh. Um, but you know, like maybe we can automate some some posts whenever I go live on Twitch or whatever. Yeah, never say never. Well, on that note, Daniel, I'm going to let you go, and we will talk about Kerbals next time or another time. Uh, but before we go, where can people find you online? Right. People can find me on twitch.tv slash BT system, which is where I stream Kerbal Space Program and Gran Turismo. Uh, I also have a an app, a project called Telemetry Deck, which is analytics <laughs> related <laughs> and also privacy related. You can find that at telemetrydeck.com, but you can follow myself at uh, Daniel at social.telemetrydeck.com and that should not give you any automated grief. Like you might still be annoyed <laughs> at what I post, but yeah. that's just me personally, not a a soulless computer using a very soulful SDK. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, well, and yeah, where can people find you? Sorry. <laughs> uh, over on my side, yeah, um, you can find me on the Fattyverse at David Gary Wood at social.davidgarrywood.com. You can find 2TestDK over on github.com slash 2TestDK slash 2TestDK to get to the repo of the, the project itself. Um, and you can find out more about my apps and everything over at libemaps.com. Fantastic. All right, uh, David, have a wonderful day. Uh, it has been amazing to talk to you as always. And I am, I'm looking forward to, to hearing you again next, next week or so. Awesome. Uh, well, catch you then, Daniel. See yeah. you later. Have a great one. Bye. Bye.